So we're going to try it this way. Good morning. Good morning. So I'm reading this book. And, uh, in this book, it's a book on leadership and how to lead, right? I, uh, I, I handed it out to session because we're all leaders of the church. And I said, we're all going to read this. And we're all going to start with the note. Um, it's a, it's a called Dare to Lead. Um, and so, so we're all going to start with Renee's note. It's by Renee Brown. Um, we're going to start with her note. We're going to read the introduction. And if you really feel like zealous and want to keep going, go ahead and read the first chapter. And in some of my takeaways from that very uh, first part of that book is uh, the, the ability to show vulnerability as you lead. So today, I am trying that, and I'm going to expose some of my vulnerability to you guys today, and I'm going to invite you into a place that I often talk about, but it's just kind of surface conversations. Oh, that um, but it's, it's, it's often uh, kind of on the surface, like, you know. So today, we're going to talk about... Anger. Does anybody else here struggle with anger? Okay. So there's a few hands that went up. Um, in the in the relapse prevention world work that we do a lot of at Tierra Nueva, that I do a lot of, uh, just in language to be able to communicate with my wife, there's a thing called the faster scale, um, which is basically a roadmap to relapse. What scale? It's called the faster scale. So faster. faster. So it starts at forgetting priorities. Uh, okay, then you go to A, and then you get into anxiety. Um, then you go into S, and you're speeding up. And then you go into like T, and you're like ticked off. Okay. Then you're like in E, and you're exhausted from all of that work. And then you find yourself in the R, which is relapse. So for me, I go from zero to ticked off. <laughs> In about less than a tenth of a second. I'm standing there with a road flare and a can of jet fuel ready to burn it all down. And I don't care about the consequences. Anger is my go-to emotion. For survival. So I come from a life of trauma, abuse, neglect, drug addicted parents, the whole nine yards. So I had to develop something to protect myself, right? I had to develop something to, to make things okay. <clears throat> Anger became a comfortable emotion. Somebody pick on me because I was a kid with cooties. Somebody pick on me on the playground, I knock, knock them out and no more issue. So I learned to fight, and that's how I harnessed my anger. Now, all these years later, I'm in a, in a place and in a role to where anger is not such a good emotion. Like, if I came at you guys angry all the time, would you want to come here and worship? Yeah, much. If I just called up and yelled at you guys all the time, would you guys even want to pick up the phone when I called? If I lashed out on everybody and told you all what, whatever's, 
on Facebook, would you still be my friend on the internet? <laughs> Maybe with some popcorn, but. <laughs> so zero to ticked off. And in that, um, I was looking at some scriptures today and God, that guy, has my number. Because when I was on the road to getting clean and sober, one of the ways that God spoke to me was with some digits for my social security number. He put Jeremiah 29 11 right in front of me, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the word, Lord, plans for a future and a hope, right? So we find this verse days later at a Christian bookstore, and it breaks me out in tears because, for I know the plans I have for you. At that time, I was about ready to give up and kill myself, right? Um, but that verse came in, and 2911, this is the last four digits of my social security number. I'm like, so God hit it, hit, hit it with me with an address that I knew that I could not ignore. So this morning, I'm looking up verses for anger, uh, just to kind of talk about, and uh, where did it go? Oh, yeah. God, in his infinite wisdom and humor, the third verse that I find on the internet is, uh, fools give full vent to their rage, but wise bring calm in the end. Proverbs 29.11. So that's God telling me that if I want to get angry and rage out at people, I'm a fool. But he's also telling me that the other side of that coin is, um, if I'm wise, I will bring calm in the end. So, that, so what is it to get past that first rock? Who wrestles with that first rock? And, and what does it take to get you through that first like? What does it take? Prayer. Prayer? Sure. That is it. Stop that. <laughs> okay. So, zero to TikTok. How to get past. So, this is where I'm leaning on you guys to help educate me. Yeah, I'm the one up here talking from the front, but I need better practices. Because I have been so stressed out and overwhelmed with all kinds of craziness that is going on in my life, and it's not stopping. And I'm kind of hovering in the TikTok box right now. So, how to get past the first How do we get past that first? Be still and know that I am God. That first comes up for me every now and then. Stop for a minute. Be still and know that I am God. You know, when we were going to uh, do the public information meeting for the shelter, um, I came out here about an hour early, ready to throw in the towel. I was so angry and so frustrated with all the hate that I saw on Facebook. And I was so mad at myself because I couldn't lash out at them. What are you doing? You're not lashing out. You're not being in their place. Right? But what what good would that? That would have just started a, a huge fight, right? And then it had the potential to take anybody that was on my side or on the church's side 
and throwing them to the wind and said, they're just being hypocritical, whatever, because they're falling into this hole. So I come out here, I get out here an hour early, um, and that song, In the Quiet, that Andrew played today, sat down at the desk in my office, and I just played that, In the Quiet. And I just sat there in the quiet and rested in the presence of God. I said, God, if this is where you really want this church to go, I need it to be abundantly clear. I need to not be angry about this anymore. I need to not want to break down and cry about this anymore. But I need something. And I look up and there's a, there's a message on the answer machine. I'm like, oh, great. Here comes the hate. I'm just fully prepared for the hate, ready to give up. But it was somebody from the school district calling to thank me for taking on this whole process of this shelter, saying that I had no idea how many counties it was going to help. And saying that if I needed anything from the school district, please let them know. So for me, at that moment, that voicemail was God saying, you are exactly where I want you to be, and don't stop now. So here we are. Shelter opens tonight. So be still. And no, I am God. So without even referencing that verse, that's exactly what happened that night. I came here, I was still, and I knew that he was God. And I knew that he had gone before me and all of us in this process. What's another way? What's another thing that gets you past that first? Like Sharon said, the thankful thing, finding. Okay, finding thankfulness. In my case, it's finding whatever I was so mad that I couldn't find. <laughs> right? Right? Finding thankfulness. But when you're in that first part of rage or in first part of anger, right, for me, trying to find thankfulness in that moment is like chewing on a piece of broccoli because somebody says it's good for you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't particularly like broccoli. I'll eat it. Brussels sprouts, no way. <laughs> Not going to happen. But that just like, arr, arr. <clears throat> So, thankfulness, yes. But sometimes it's just like, but what can really get you past that first? Arr. Talk to God. Okay, talk to God. Is it okay to swear when talking to God? Try not to, but sometimes it comes out when you're angry, right? I remember one of the very first times I ever prayed, uh, I was in jail, go figure. Um, and uh, there was this group of people, uh, they were blessing a meal. Uh, uh, they just put together a bunch of their commissary, commissary. So they had what they call a spread going on with a bunch of homies. I walked up and they're like, oh, you're not invited. I'm like, no, I just feel the need to pray for your spread. And they're like, okay. And I just belted out something and I swore in the middle of it. And they just all stepped back and they're like, you're swearing and talking to God? I go, 
point. God knows me better than anybody else, so he knows what kind of mouth I have already, and he's accepted me for it. Jesus' name, amen. Walk away. God knows who we are. God knows exactly who we are. God knows that we can get frustrated and we can get angry. But he knows who we truly are in our heart. So when we say, uh, insert roadrunner noise here, beep, 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 God, right? He knows what we're really saying. For me, it's God. This situation is way out of my control and I don't know what to do and I'm scared. So the only way that I can react out of this fear is to be angry because then if I'm angry, I can control everything because I can decide who and who doesn't come into contact with me. Crazy how that works, right? So for me, it's uh, what's the fear? For me, anger, if I can back it up and realize what the fear is, then I know what the problem is. For me, this is me that we're talking about. This is me and my vulnerability. Saying, if I can go back and figure out what is scaring me and deal with that emotion, then I'm less likely to go into anger. So if I pick up the mirror and look here first, then I'm less likely to react out of anger towards anybody else. Does it always work? No. No. I'm human. I'm a sinner. And then things happen, and then I have to get reminded of this verse. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down. Why are you still angry? Do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful to their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not, get, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander among, along with every form of malice. Okay. So that's... So say we... Say none of this works and we're in that ticked-off box or I'm in that ticked-off box. Ticked off box. Paul says in Ephesians, that was, for those who don't know, it's Ephesians 4, 26 through 31. Paul says, don't sin. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work so well for me. I'm in the middle of an argument with somebody right now, but it's not going so well. And in, the, in this argument, I did not listen to this verse at all. Not one bit. This verse went right out the window. So now I am in the form of, in the, the reconciliation 
spot of that. And we both sinned in our anger. This individual and I, we both sinned. We sinned really good, really well. We not only gave the devil a foothold into our relationship, we built him a mansion. Nice big old house with a view. So what is it now? How, how do I go from, okay, that's out the window. I gave this guy a castle, you know, his little flag. There's an entrance and windows. I'm not a Don Smith as far as art, but. Um, and then here, we'll just give him, because let's, let's be real, you know, I gave him a huge view where he could sit up on the pinnacle of this relationship and be like, y'all are through. And this is a very good drop ratio. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there's the drawbridge um, with a little thing. And there's Mo. Perfect. And then hold on, hold on. And then we'll, we'll do the little Darwin fish or the little Jesus fish and be like, he's just sitting here and shaking his head going, I told you. So. That was interesting. You referred to it as a Darwin fish or a Jesus fish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know where that came the from. The Darwin fish is where where the uh, people that don't believe in yeah in creation right put little feet on the fish. Yes, we're yes. talking about evolution. And so forth. Yeah. So, yeah. But speaking of evolution, my anger evolved from do, 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 swimming in the in the fishy pond to. Now the devil has a foothold into the relationship with mine, me and a very good friend. But maybe that's a sandcastle with a little bit of washing. Ooh, you know, like, Ooh. yeah, I'm supposed to meet with this guy on Tuesday. I don't want to. I don't want to water. <laughs> I will. I will. Um, so, in that, sun has gone down on this anger. We have both sinned in this anger. Um, you know, <coughs> bitterness and rage and anger is all in this right here with this friend. And honestly, I don't know if the relationship's ever going to be over there. Sure, it will be. And it's a good chance to kind of, we prize this conversation you're having with us in, in a version that with, that, with your friend. That, you Maybe. Know. Maybe. So, so what's next? <coughs> so we've got we've we've gone past the stuff that is supposed to calm us down or me down. Um, we've gone from zero living in harmony to very ticked off and want to be angry at everybody um, to where a friend of mine and I have sinned against each other in anger, and we have built the devil a, a lookout tower into our relationship. Um, so what's next? Ask the Lord for forgiveness. Which may just be that wave that Annie's talking about that washes your sandcastle. Okay. And you need to forgive the other guy. But you are right there. But one of the things that I'm holding <coughs> on to is unforgiveness of self of how I treated my friend. So I need to go back to 
the fear. So why I'm angry right now, and I'm angry in this relationship, what I need to go back to is the fear. What are you afraid of? You big chicken? <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> what I need to go back to is the fear. The fear of inadequacy in this relationship. The fear of losing a friend. And actually humble myself before the Lord. And admit my faults and my parts in this instead of pointing the finger at him. Because that's what's easy, right? Saying Andrew and I are arguing, and it could be something totally insignificant. But do you know what that Andrew did? That Andrew said this, that Andrew did this, and he's on the other side going, do you know what that Kevin did? <laughs> that bleeping guy. Let me tell you something, right? So fear is at the heart of all anger for me. I so often feel inadequate, unequipped, and unable to do the work that God has called me to. So I have to wrestle with that fear and realize, no, God called me for a reason. I need to shut up and show up. <clears throat> but it all starts, huh? And listen. And listen. Absolutely. Because it all starts with fear. Yes. Once you start down this road, you say you're starting one. Yeah. Then you'll be able to grow yeah. 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 This admitting this vulnerability here for everybody in a sermon, this ain't easy, man. Um, let's look at before we close out. Let's uh, let's look at some more verses on anger, uh, my dear brothers and sisters. Take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. There he is with my number again. Um, that is James 119, 20. And if you flip the numbers around, it's 2911. Crazy, right? It's the way my brain works. I look for how God is speaking to me. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ecclesiastes 7.9. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. I was a fool with my friend not too long ago. We were both fools. We could have started a circus. A hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Do they come from your desires to battle that battle within you? You desire, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. Better a patient person than a warrior, one with self-control than one who takes a city. Um, this is the last one I'll read. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or a sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or a sister, Raka is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. 
some pretty point-blank instructions from Jesus himself on how we're supposed to be with anger. And 911 is also a call for help. Yes, ma'am. So, as we go forth and throughout our weeks, and you, for those who are like me, that can go from zero to here, I really hope that you guys can be still and know God in that moment. That you have the ability to stop and in this stillness find thankfulness. That you haven't sinned in your anger yet because you know you want to. Um, Take the time there. Talk to God in that stillness, in the quiet. And then look at yourself and figure out what the fear is or what is the root emotion. And then invite Jesus into that place. Because he's the one that's going to heal it. He's the one that's going to redeem and make everything whole. You can't do it without him. So, yeah, Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for everybody here. Thank you for the courage to to stand up and and talk about this stuff. It's not always easy. Um, Yeah, please be with us as we go throughout our week and um, teach us how to follow you. Uh, Just like that song in the quiet, teach us how to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen.